welcome to this month's episode of Truly Twinning. We're very thrilled to have a guest on this month who's going to talk about scaling your business and how she's done that. And we think that's the perfect topic to wrap up 2022 as we head into a new year. So I'll let Kat um, introduce our guest today. Yeah, so very excited to introduce Carrie Briner. We actually connected over LinkedIn and Carrie has been a business owner, an entrepreneur, a real estate agent, and has grown a really fantastic business. Specifically, she is with EXP Realty, which is a global real estate brokerage with, I believe, over 80,000 agents worldwide. But she has also been running a coaching and training business for real estate agents for, I believe, over 10 or 15 years. And through doing that, she has amazing insights and tips about how other people can scale a service-based business or even any entrepreneur looking to grow their footprint. So Carrie, I'll let you take it away. Awesome. Yes. Thank you so much. I love talking about this. It's interesting because even though you know, my 23 years in the business have been in the actual real estate industry. As I grew our national coaching company, we actually, you know, coached many different types of entrepreneurs from various industries, because really at the end of the day, a lot of the uh, strategies and the tips and the solutions um, really uh, appeal to anybody that's just growing their own small business or larger business, but as an entrepreneur. So, Thank you for having me, you guys, on the call. Um, I've been super excited to uh, get to know you more, Kat, ever since we connected on LinkedIn. And, you know, that's just a perfect example of just getting out there and connecting with people who you feel aligned with. And, um, you know, entrepreneurship, no matter if it's a service-based business or not, really, I think, depends on um, being in alignment with other human beings, finding those connections. It's like, who are you as a human being? Therefore, who are you as an entrepreneur? Who is your, what is your business? Who do you show up as in your business? What does it stand for? What is your mission, vision? What's your value proposition? You know, all of these things I think are the foundation and the baseline for any entrepreneur, no matter what industry you're in. And it's interesting because I find that people sometimes naturally go and look to other people in their industry and they start to develop a business model that isn't in alignment with them or isn't them. It's not them. It's not who they are, but they do it because they see someone else succeeding right. over here and they think that's the way they should do it. And then they fail and they're like, well, what am I doing wrong? How is that working for them? And it's not working for me because it's them. It's not you. Right. So the foundation has to be, who am I? What do I stand for? What is my authentic self? What do I want this business to do in the world? How do I want it to help people? Who do I want to surround myself with? What are we going to stand for? Because remember, the point of business is not to help everyone because you're never going to. The point is of business is to find your tribe, the people that want and need what you have, and they will build your business beyond anything that you could ever do. And that's the number one mistake I see entrepreneurs do. So to me, that is the firm foundation to start with. That's such a great point. And Sam, I think you'll really relate to this, but for entrepreneurs who are just getting started, who have never been in sales, you know, as a business owner, you're wearing multiple hats. So what's interesting about your comment is, if you're not, if you're, you don't have sales experience, you don't really need it. 
But in order to sell and to represent whatever your service or product is, it has to be really authentic and genuine to who you are. And if it is, and that's a, a style and it's a, in a way confidence, but you practice just being you and representing your brand exactly who you are, really, because you are the business. Selling and sales will naturally come. And even when I was in sales with Marilyn for a number of years, I hated when people called me a salesperson because salespeople are really just problem solvers. And they're listening to their clients' needs and they're addressing problems and explaining how they can fix it. And I talk to a lot of people that are so afraid to sell. And I'm like, don't even look at it like that. You're not a salesperson. You're salespeople, the best salespeople are solving problems every single day. And That's right. out solutions when they don't have to answer on that call or in that meeting. But Sam, you are never a salesperson. And now you're totally... In real estate, you're helping me grow habitat. You would have a lot to share. Yeah, I just think being an entrepreneur now after working a like more corporate job where you have responsibilities that other people are like creating in a structure was a shift. But I think it wasn't maybe as much of a shift for me as it is for other people because I'm a very structured person to begin with. So like I have no problem like time blocking and telling myself these are my top three you know these are my big three for the day or starting my morning with the harder things and then leaving the easier stuff for later so I don't have issues creating structure but I think some of it is like I never considered myself a salesperson and now I'm kind of like selling myself and my brand and trying to get in front of friends family um and building my sphere so I've kind of had to work through like what my style is and where I need resources and help and areas where I can handle it myself, I guess. Yeah. 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 I mean, it really is being an entrepreneur and a business person is really just figuring out what, what problems you want to solve, what, um, services you want to provide, how you want to help people, how you want to come from value because value driven sales or value driven marketing is the best in my opinion. And then once you understand what that is, you can go find the people that need what you have. And then it isn't selling. It's basically, you know, finding that alignment in a relationship uh, with somebody that is going to trust you to service them or to provide that to them. But if they don't know what you offer, how can they ever find you? So really, truly the, the foundation, I think if you're watching or listening to this and, you know, you are thinking about getting into your own business or starting your own business, or you are an entrepreneur, if you're finding that you're doing a lot of things, but they're not getting a lot of results. You might want to back up to this first stage and just get super clear on who you are and what you stand for and why you're doing the business in the first place and write it down and write down your mission, your vision and your value proposition. And it doesn't have to be super complex and it doesn't have to be lengthy. It just has to be really clear and concise and you have to totally believe it. And you can't fake it. You can't pretend like it's what you believe. You really have to believe it. And it truly has to be your authentic self. The second thing I think that is really critical for entrepreneurs, um, is, um, is self-leadership. That would be the number two thing. Um, and you just alluded to it a little bit, Samantha, in that <clears throat> as entrepreneurs, most of us started somewhere else first. We weren't, some of us just got right into entrepreneurship, but a lot of us had some other positions prior to deciding to start our own business. And when you're paid to show up, 
you lead yourself at a little bit of a higher level than when you no longer have to do that for somebody else. And when you don't see a direct paycheck, you know, um, equating to how you time manage and how you get your tasks done. So one of the biggest failures of entrepreneurs or failing forwards of entrepreneurs, in my experience, after coaching literally hundreds of entrepreneurs is that they just don't have a self-leadership skill. They don't show up every day figuring out how to lead themselves first in time management, in priority management, in some sort of structure, using a CRM for goodness sake, right? Like you literally could not go to any job, whether it is client services, relationship building, sales, marketing, et cetera. You could not go into a job that somebody paid you and not use a CRM. Like you're required to, you have to make notes. People are micromanaging that you get forced into a habit and the reason that these companies do this is because they know that people that use those are going to have far more success because the fortune is in the follow-up. But yet we come into real estate or some other service-based business and we don't have a CRM. <laughs> we don't build a database and we don't use it. Um, and then we're like, how come we're not getting business? Because we're not following up. And if 80% of our business comes from follow-up and we have no follow-up systems, we are losing 80% of our business opportunities. So I talk to a lot of entrepreneurs about self-development, self-growth, and self-leadership. And before I even sometimes coach and train them on the business basics or the foundations of how they can scale their business, I start with their priority management, <clears throat> their schedule, their time blocking, their CRM, how they are waking up every day and leading themselves. And Samantha, you said something like, you know, do the important things first. Like you've got to have your top three. You've got to be super clear. You've got to get those things done. And a lot of people just don't do that. And right. so that is a huge growth opportunity for most entrepreneurs. Um, and it should be in your personal and professional life. It should be listening to a podcast like this, an audible, <clears throat> reading a book, leveling up your mindset. You have to have extreme emotional fitness if you're going to be an entrepreneur that works um, you know, on commission only or when you make a sale or when you get a client. There is something very, very different about the way you have to lead yourself and take over your mind versus if you're in a corporate America job. And that is a missing link for a lot of people because we are not taught that in college or high school or even in real estate school or any other sort of business classes. It's not like, how do you level up your mindset? You know, I do a class that's called IQ versus EQ. We're always looking to level up our IQ. How can we be a better real estate agent? How can we be a better entrepreneur? How can we hone our skills in this industry, but we don't spend any time on our EQ, which is our emotional intelligence. And that's actually the limit and the lid to the growth of our business. I resonate with so much with what you're saying. First thing I'll say is if you're a business owner or working on commissions as a self-employed person, I totally agree with you. You're already putting yourself on that emotional roller coaster ride. And I think the phrase is like, you eat what you kill. <laughs> so mm. if you're not getting deals and earning commissions, you're not getting paid. And so you have to find a way and tools and things that work for you personally to keep your emotions in check. Because if you get overly emotional or you're like really drained or and sometimes quite honestly, a lot of people just can't get out of that depressive state, mm -hmm. them back into a job. But if you have routines and tools in place to just stay energized or some of us 
just instinctively when they have a huge loss that somehow motivates them to go back even harder. Mm -hmm. Very few people have that in them, but the best entrepreneurs and business owners do. The more failures, the the more grind I see a lot of real estate agents in New York City have. Mm -hmm. um, but the second thing I would say to your self-leadership explanation, it's such a good point, and I actually haven't heard that phrase used before, but what I say to a lot of people that I work with is like, don't let yourself down. Why, like, if you can't be honest with yourself and hold commitments to yourself, you will not grow your business. You will not earn commitment. It's just that simple. And I know we've done another uh, podcast recording with a woman who is a specialist in meditation. And I am by nature anxious when it comes to my business. I anxiety. I get stressed, but it's really my anxiety that kicks in and Sam can talk about that after. But I need that anxious energy to get things done. When I have a deadline, I usually finish the project before the deadline. So I found a way to take the negative parts of anxiety. I don't get to that anxiety-driven state anymore because my anxiousness attitude, I'll call it, or you know, personality, I really use it to just get what I need done so that I can relax. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, everybody has to understand their triggers and everybody has to understand their own emotions, their own feelings. And we're all different human beings in that regard. So <clears throat> there is not a one size fits all. Right. And that's why it's so important to get real with yourself, have these transparent and open and authentic conversations with yourself, which most of us try to avoid because it's very uncomfortable when we right. do that. <clears throat> but if we're willing to and then we can find the strategies in which we live our life instead of living our minds. And so many people that live in high anxiety, and I am actually one of those people, and it's it's quite uh, you know uh, common in my family, to be honest, in a lot of different ways it's manifested. And so you know I've had to learn this from a personal perspective as well as a, a business perspective, and it's really helped me to help other entrepreneurs because we all have some different weird mindsets. We all do. Um, and it comes from conditioning. It comes from, you know, some of it is genetic. Some of it is actually biological. Some of it is how we were raised. Some of it is, um, you know, things that have happened to us. But at the end of the day, we all have one thing the same. And it's called the egoic part of our mind. And the egoic part of our mind is there to protect us. It started way back when, you know, we were first human beings to protect us from actual physical harm. Because unfortunately, many of us were actually in physical danger every day when we were going out hunting for our food, right? Um, today, though, it has evolved over the, the, the many thousands and thousands of years. And now the egoic part of our mind is there and it actually protects us from emotional harm. And so we don't want to look bad. We don't want to look wrong. We don't want to be embarrassed. We don't want to be rejected. We don't want to feel bad about ourselves, be hurt, be anything negative. It'll do anything to help us avoid that. And it actually pulls our experiences from the past, projects it in the future to make us not move out of our comfort zone to do the things that we need to do to succeed. And if we can't understand that that is not real, that the thoughts are just things and not real, we will listen to those, think they're our real life and never grow or do anything that we need to do. And in fact, that'll be what stops us from lead generating, making the phone call, following up, 
following our schedule or doing any of the things that we need to do in order to pay the bills, feed our family and actually reach our fullest potential. It's not that we don't know what to do. It's that we're not doing it. And so we've got to figure out why we're not doing it. Right. I think a lot of people get frozen or like something goes wrong and then they think, oh, I can't, you know, this routine I've built up isn't working. So let me try something else. And so it's, and I think, you know, what you were saying before about people see someone else's success or their process. So they try to mimic it, but you have to do what's right for you. If you're not a morning person, then you don't need some lengthy two hour morning routine that so-and-so influencer has that you follow because it works for them. Like Kat doesn't have a morning routine. I do. I'm more of a morning person, but some people, you know, there's like free quizzes and things online you can take to know what your magic hours are. And so you're better off understanding when do you have the most energy and how do you want to maximize or utilize that time. And as an entrepreneur, like lucky for you, you can decide that your magic hours are 10 PM and like crank out some creative shit at 10 PM instead of nine when your boss needed it. So that's right. Yeah. That's the benefit of entrepreneurship. And yet it is also the, the thing that really can make us fail, which is the freedom. We all get into entrepreneurship, the freedom to choose when to work, how to work, who to work with, what to do, when to do it, where to do it from. And the problem with that philosophy is a lot of us then will reject any sort of structure or routine or, you know, time blocking or schedule because we go to the extreme of, I didn't like that in corporate America. I don't need to, I'm my own boss. And then that's actually the problem. So I tell people, make your calendar your boss. You don't really have a boss, but somebody has to be your boss. And it would be better a calendar that you create to your point, Samantha, you create it. You tell yourself when you're going to do things, make it your boss and actually do the things you say you're going to do. And Kat, you said something earlier, which is if you aren't willing to show up for yourself, like who are you going to show up for? Like that's the first person you should be showing up for. You are your only obstacle. And the people that put a lot of great things on their calendar, this is an interesting tip and it's it's, uh, something a lot of people don't understand. Like a lot of us want to follow our calendar and our schedule and we have the time blocks and we know what we're supposed to be doing. We're supposed to be finding contacts. We're supposed to be following up. We're supposed to be using our CRM. Here's all of the things I know I should do in order to run my business successfully. So we put it all on our calendar and then we look at it every day and we don't do it. There's actually some major, major psychological harm that we're doing to ourselves when we put something on our calendar that we don't do. And it is... Uh, it is actually creating a, a, a self-distrust. And every time we do that, it builds upon itself and builds upon itself. And that is actually one of the number one reasons people become demotivated in their business. And so what happens is when you subconsciously take a glance at your calendar and see that you had in there that you were going to work out or you were going to lead generate, and you didn't do any of that. You're telling yourself subconsciously without even knowing, I don't show up for myself. I don't do what I say I'm going to do. And then that is a story that becomes your identity. And if you believe you're somebody that doesn't show up for yourself and doesn't do what they say that you're, that they're going to do, you won't, um, because you won't create any new habit if your identity isn't already embedded in that. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. I mean, your actions are always going to be way louder than the words in your calendar. So yes, removing confidence in yourself ultimately. Every time you know you're supposed to be doing something and you don't 
and then you don't know what you need to do and then you make no money and then it's this horrible cycle and it's truly why real estate agents come and go within the industry in yeah. like months i mean in new york it's like over 90 percent of agents fail and they're mm -hmm. failing because of everything that we're talking about it has nothing to do with their talents and their skills this is like a whole other side yeah. of skills and business practices that to your point carrie were never taught so you really have to lean on connections and mentors and teach mm -hmm. yourself and some people yes. quicker at getting the hang of it than others but if you just stay focused um yeah you can do it yeah. Well, here's the thing. The good news is there's always solutions. So the first solution is if you're the person that puts everything on your calendar, because you know what you're supposed to do, you just can't get yourself to do it. You should delete everything from your calendar right now so that you stop the madness and you, you quit building self trust, self distrust. And then what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to check your ego and you're going to have to check even your entrepreneurial self, which is a high achiever. And you're like, I should be able to do all these things. And I mean, you're, you, if you are an entrepreneur, you have these tendencies that it's like, um, go all in, you know, uh, you, you're either going to go in and do it all, or you're going to go home. Like, but that isn't actually how you build habits. And that isn't actually how you scale a business because it's just not, it's just not how your mind works. It's what we think, but it, it's not real. It's not the truth. So number one, you need to actually start super, super small. So if you have on your calendar that you go work out for an hour and then you, you follow up with your leads and you do your lead generation for two hours and you never do any of that, you're not going to go from doing none of that to that. You're just not. Okay. No one does. That's not how anybody builds their habits. That's not how habits are stacked. It's not how you change your identity and it's not how you get into a routine or how you build momentum. So what you need to do instead is say, I'm going to walk around the block every single day, Monday through Friday, and it's going to take me 15 minutes. And that's going to be my calendar. And I'm going to commit to that. And I'm going to stay firm in that. Like to your point, Kat, I'm going to show up for myself for 15 minutes because no matter what I feel like, no matter what's happening in my world, I can do 15 minutes because there's no excuse or 10 minutes. I don't even care what it is. One loop around your, your block might be five minutes. What you're trying to do is do the reverse of what you've been doing, which is show up for yourself consistently, because that's going to give you more energy, more motivation, and it's going to create momentum. And then it's going to build upon itself. So start as small as you have to, so that there cannot be any excuses, no matter what you'll show up and do it. And the same thing with your lead follow-up and lead generation. I don't care if that's calling one person a day. I've, I've coached many, many top producers that started with one call a day. If you need to relax, if you need to get yourself centered, I've had a coaching client who I still talk about to this day because her entire life has changed in the last six years. And when I started coaching with her, it was in a very bad spot, life and business. And I cannot even believe the transformation that she's had right before my eyes. And it started with me holding her accountable to listening to a five minute meditation app every morning. Five minutes was it, you guys. And it was the domino that spread through everything for the next five years. And her entire life is completely different. And so you have to get super small and you've got to give your permission to do that, yourself permission, because you're going to feel people will say to me, Carrie, I feel like a loser telling you I'm only going to do one call a day. Like, that's just horrible. Okay, but I'm asking you right now, what do you do right now? I don't really do any. That's the point. You're not, stop <laughs> telling yourself you're a loser because of this. You're not a loser because guess what? If you did one every single day, every day, and you didn't skip a day, that is more people than you've talked to consistently in the last five years. So that's definitely not a losing proposition. You are getting better. You just have to change your perspective around that and stop beating yourself up over something because now you're beating yourself up over it and then you're not doing that either. 
because you think that doing one is a loser, but you're not doing any. So, you know, it's all our mind literally playing, playing tricks on ourselves, right? Oh, it makes sense. And how do you, what would you say to someone who has a scarcity mindset and is always worried that like nothing's going to come or like if they hit a debt, <laughs> like, like my business has been down the past couple of months because the market's been weird and now yeah. it's randomly picking back up. And so what would you say for someone who's like riding that roller coaster, yeah. I guess? So the number one thing I would say is that you have to understand how a mind works. And so the problem and the reason why people are in scarcity and they stay in scarcity, and then the reason why they manifest scarcity is because your mind is an actual muscle, okay? It is extremely powerful. Um, we don't realize how powerful it is, but it literally runs our life. And we spend about 85% of our life in a subconscious place where we're not making active choices. Our mind is making choices for us. So think about how powerful that is. We aren't even making decisions as a human being and we're living our lives and running a business and a family and whatever we're doing. And we're not even thinking about it. That's how powerful your mind is. <clears throat> the challenge is your mind doesn't differentiate things that you want and you don't want. All it does is hyper-focus on what you think about and what you focus on. And it'll go find more of that every everywhere. You have a front vortex of your mind, of your brain, that is, I literally is looking for what you, it's like, you will, you know, the saying that you will uh, find what you seek, you will. Like, no matter what it is you're seeking, good, bad, indifferent, you're finding it because your mind is that muscle that is that is designed to do that. So if you're in a scarcity mindset, the problem with that is you're focusing on what you don't have, but your mind doesn't know I'm focusing on what I don't want. It just knows you're focusing on this. So I'm going to go find more of this. And literally you will manifest more of what you don't want or less of what you really want because you're not focusing on the right things. So you have to train your brain. You have to know you're in scarcity. Awareness is the first step. Acceptance is the second Stop beating yourself up over for being in a scarcity mindset. You just are. It just is what it is. Everybody gets there sometimes. So just let it go. Let it be. The good news is you now know and you can change it, right? Take change and empower yourself instead of beating yourself up. The third step is then you need to change it because now you're aware and you've accepted it. So the only way that you can change it is by forcing yourself to focus on what you want. So you're overcoming those subconscious thoughts of what you don't want or what you don't have. So, oh my gosh, I don't have enough business. The market's slow. I don't have enough buyers. People aren't responding to me. I don't have enough money in my bank account. This is what your mind is doing to you because it's it's making you, it's keeping you in a place where it's like, okay, you don't have this. You, you're in an uncomfortable state. Do something about it. The problem with that is it makes you demotivated and nervous and anxious. And so you don't do the right things about it. So we've got to stop and we've got to, we've got to start doing affirmations. We've got to write down goals. We've got to read things before we go to bed. We've got to read things when we wake up. We've got to fill our mind with positivity. Maybe we need to meditate. Maybe we need to pray. I don't care what it is. You've got to shift your mind and then you've got to go, I'm, they're coming. The business is coming. I'm going to go to work today. I've got seven things on my calendar I'm going to do. I'm going to focus on that. That's what I'm getting. I'm getting those buyers. I'm setting up those appointments. And you have to, people think it's cheesy to talk about manifestation. All manifestation is, if you look at it from a scientific perspective, is training your mind to go look for what you want instead of what you don't want. And most people live their lives getting more of what they don't want because they actually don't realize they're doing it. Yeah, it's so amazing. And just to, you know, tag along what you were saying with like 
the positivity with your daily routine. Also celebrating like the wins in your daily routine. Like I always get so excited when I'm meeting a new buyer for the first time. Like first appointment or I'm doing a new consultation for Habitat. Like, yeah, I have another lead who's engaged with me and wants to get on a call. I think you have to find, you know, the... You have to celebrate that and be excited about it. And then that momentum just becomes it contagious. Yeah, you're focusing on the good, not the bad. And yeah. naturally our mind wants to push us towards the bad because that's what the worry is for. And that's that's how our mind is designed. So we have to force. So sometimes I'll tell people every single day, at the end of the day, you need to write down the three things that you did well, that you accomplished, a task you checked off the box, something that you did outside of your comfort zone. Uh, an interaction that's going to fill your pipeline, something positive, because that is what then your mind is going to go look for more of because you're putting it in front of you. But you have to be very, very, I mean, it has to be tactical and purposeful because you won't do it naturally. Your brain, your brain won't do it naturally. I always say I wake up every day in a battle with my own mind and I have to be willing to fight it. And it's true. Every single day. It doesn't even matter. I'm, I've studied this. I work on this. And it's still a battle for me every day because my mind is so powerful. I, as a human being, have to overcome that. And that's a battle I just have to be willing to wake up. And so I've got to have my strategies for that just as much as strategies for anything else. Right. Yeah. I think so, um, for probably like our last five minutes or so, I think the perfect talking point before we conclude is so let's pretend people have everything we're talking about down pat. They're okay. doing I want to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> down pat. And then they're truly ready to scale their business. Yes. Here, what would be your, or what would be the launching pad for someone to go ahead and start scaling? Yeah. Awesome. So yeah, you know what you need to do as a, a leader, self-leadership. You've got your mindset. You've got your tactics. You're ready to go. You want to scale your business past what it is today and you're ready for it. The number one thing is you have to become clear on what your strengths are and what your weaknesses are. And again, this is where you get real with yourself and you're honest with yourself and you lay it all out on the table and you're like, I am not going to be good at this. I don't like this. I know it's an important part of this, this job, but you know what? This is just, I'm just clear. I know where I need to spend my days, my time, my energy, all of that is important. And so you got to get really clear. You've got to be willing and committed to spend all of your time on that. And you have to figure out how to go outsource the rest of it. And there can be technologies, automation, people, um, all the different you know ways that you can <clears throat> leverage, but that has to happen and it has to start at a fundamental level before you start adding a bunch more things. Then you're going to probably double or triple your business if you actually do that one step. Most people that I've coached to that have gotten the right leverage based on what they know about their business and themselves, in that next 12 to 24 months, they've doubled to tripled their business just yeah. with the one thing that they did differently because that is the thing that's holding you back right now, doing the things that you don't like to do that you're not good at and that are not revenue generating, period. And then secondly, you've got to surround yourself with people that are doing what you want to do. And whether that's an accountability group, a, a group coaching, a one-on-one -on -one coach, getting in an environment, a, a brokerage, a tribe, whatever it is, a network of people that are succeeding to the level that you want, that are in alignment with your way of doing business or who you are as a human being, 
There is no replacement for surrounding yourself with conversations that you can grow into, surrounding yourself with people who have done what you've done. There just isn't. And you will get there so much faster and so much better and um, with so much more energy and confidence. And you can glean that from people around you. So that would be the second thing. And then the third thing is you do have to invest in your business a little bit more, right? Um, people are afraid to do that. They're afraid to put money into their business. It's hard to grow something if you aren't going to invest something. And I think that holds you more accountable. I mean, even when hiring leverage, people get nervous because it's all about the money they're spending. You know what? If you commit to going and replacing your time with revenue generating activities, you're going to make that money back plus some. But the reason that you're not is because you're not confident in showing up for yourself. So if you're at a place where you're confident in showing up for yourself, the leverage is going to double or triple your business and the people you surround yourself are going to take you to limits that you have no idea. And so when you do that, it's like you can't stop the train. <laughs> it's like now the moment the train's going and now it's going to be really, really hard to stop um, and be willing to fail forward. The last tip I will give you guys you know, I had a coach tell me one time, you know, we all use the word failing forward all the time. Like as entrepreneurs, you got to fail forward, fail forward. A lot of times we use it because it makes us feel comfortable. Like when we do fail, we can say that we were failing forward, <laughs> but he's like, but how many entrepreneurs do you know that when they're actually in the midst of a failure, they're like, you're on failing forward. This is awesome. Let's push through this. No, 90% of people shut down, stop, freeze, get emotional, get down, get depressed, all of the things in the midst of a failure because they let their mind overtake. Instead of seeing it as an opportunity of growth and getting you to the next level, we see it as a personal failure. We don't know how to overcome it. And so you've got to embrace that and know if you're going to scale your business, you are going to fail. That's okay. You have to fail. Otherwise, how do you get to the next level? Because you have no idea what you need to do differently in order to grow if you don't allow yourself to make those mistakes. That's also just a mindset that you have to adopt, I think. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And I think that, you know, when people fail, it has such like an ugly, it's an ugly word. People don't want to admit they fail, but half the time, like, when I think about when I started Habitats, it was, I opened the LLC spring of 2019, left my job. And from then I'd say through the end of like last year, early this year, I was really failing that whole time because I was trying to learn what works, what doesn't work, what marketing messages work over what's just not resonating with consumers. Right. And so through all of the shifting, the changing, the brainstorming, it finally led to us hitting our full stride. So it almost shouldn't think of it as a failure. It should just be looked like a growth. <clears throat> Got to roll something out, and when it doesn't work, just change it. That's yeah, it. Yeah, and don't even think about it. Don't beat yourself up. It's like part of the process. Yeah. 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 Awesome. I think this was such a great. Um, workshop. So thank you so much for joining us. I think a lot of people will find this uh, really helpful and we'll make sure to list all of Carrie's information and her business and her business at EXP. We'll make that available to everyone as well. Thank you guys. This was fun. Thank I appreciate you. it. Yeah. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.